0: Welcome to Memorizing Scripture. I'm your host, and this week our memory verse is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. We're wrapping it up today, and we're going to be talking about some application on how to love. Before we do that, let's jump into our memory verse, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Here we go, and it says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Okay, so if you memorized that this week, great job. We're going to talk about application, like I said, and we're going to focus on a little bit of the last line first. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. and. Yesterday, I used the NIV translation. I just want to read that as well. The NIV translation says, It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. I think that gives just an additional picture of what Paul is talking about here through protecting, trusting, hoping, believing, enduring, bearing other burdens. But the main point here that I want to focus on is always or all things. And that's difficult to always do that, to have love always be present in our lives. But that's what God does, right? He always loves us through different ways and different experiences. And God gives us so much love every single day, and he wants us to also love others and and love himself. We learned that again last week, 1 John 4, 7 through 8. God wants us to love one another, and love comes from God. And I understand that it's not simple when you play this out in life. But honestly, if you learn to love, as we've discussed this week, you'll see your life change dramatically. You know, if you become more patient and kind, people will notice. People will notice. Um, Whether you already have that disposition or not, if you continue to be more kind and more patient, people are going to notice. If you stop being jealous or bragging or arrogant or rude or self-seeking or irritable or holding things against others, or supporting evil, those things, if you if you—if you stop doing those things, but you end up loving the truth, man, it's going to change your family. It's going to change your friendships. Those are going to be strengthened. Your coworkers are going to note a difference in you. And God's going to continue to bless that. I mean, your life is going to be stress-free. Not stress-free. I shouldn't say that. It's going to be less stressful uh, because you're going to have that peace with God. You're going to, I mean, God's love is, is reigning through you. And by definition, God's um, love is perfected when we exhibit that. But how do we know <laughs> how much, when's enough enough? Because sometimes it can be exhausting. How do we know when we've le- reached our loving potential? Well, in 1 Thessalonians 4, 9 through 12, Paul says, Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you which is super encouraging just stopping right there Paul's writing saying hey you guys uh, now uh, about the topic of brotherly love no one needs to write to you about that you you're already doing that and he continues by saying for you yourselves have been taught by god to love one another and that's amazing wow like god taught you to love one another we 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 are growing and what that looks like and no one needs to write to you and and he says also in verse 10 for that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout macedonia so, wow, the, just right there, the reputation. So if we're already loving people and we have that love from God, he's saying, you don't need to be taught anymore. You know what that is from God. That, you know what that love is. You know how to love others. That's what you're doing, and that's your reputation throughout all Macedonia. People know you because of your love. But Then here's, here's the kicker right after this. He says, but we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more. What? We're already doing this so much, and you want us to do it more and more and more and more? Oh, man. That's difficult. How, how do I keep loving people? How do I keep being slow to anger and and keep being patient and, and kind and useful to others? Well, that that's going to flow from God, and he's going to give you the power to do that through the Holy Spirit. And so that, that was really encouraging to me that okay if i <laughs> if i'm loving other people and man it's exhausting it can be really especially when you apply that to, to young kids the the phase that i'm in in life right now i love my kids and i don't regret any moment with them it's super fun and it's super loving but there are times where i am just spent because love is you know that kindness being useful to others it, it can take energy we need and we need to put others first. And so how how do we do that? How can we serve others and love others? Well, you first need to pursue patience and kindness like it says, but you also need to say no to the desires that keep you from loving God and loving people. So we have to learn to say no. We have to learn to say no to social media scrolling and losing ourselves for an hour because we wish we were doing whatever our friends were doing. We have to say no to that extra coffee or that extra expense just for ourselves and start pushing toward giving like you know buy something for a spouse or a friend you know buy a gift card or write a thank you note to someone we ha- we have to start saying no to the phrase I deserve this maybe you're came out of a bad breakup and you're like I deserve what I need to do to get over this I deserve this you know stop thinking about yourself in that like these things happen you know and it's really difficult but the more we think about that phrase i deserve this you know, i worked really hard i deserve this or whatever that's a that's a self-inward thinking mentality start saying no to i wish i had <laughs> man I would only be so good if I if I wish I had this, you know, especially even for this podcast. Man, I wish I had so many people following this and and it would help so many people and so god I I need no, like I <laughs> that's part of jealousy. Stop saying I wish I had this or a car or a job or the grass is always greener kind of thought. Say no to to people need to change for me to be happy. I don't think we say that phrase out loud, but inside like we say man, you need to change for me to feel better. Like, could you just stop doing what you're doing? Could you just stop being you? Could you change and then I'll be happy? Because you're really, really irritating me. We need to say no to crude work jokes. To not discuss in, in vile language or wicked language or, um, you know, tearing down other people's reputation. You know, not being a part of crude talk is what I'm saying. We need to say no to that. We need to check ourselves and try to build others up. We need to say no to the temptation of showing off or or tooting our own horn. Worrying about how others look at us in that way. If we're the best at what we do and and, um, we want to reveal or tell people, you know, distort their mind by saying, Hey, I'm really good at this and you need to believe me because I'm awesome. So um, those are some things that I think we we as in our, in our culture can work on. And we need to start saying yes. We need to start saying yes to serving our spouse. Honey, how are we doing? Or honey, I need to, I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to help you with the dishes today. Or I'm going to help you with the kids today. Or I'm going to help you do this. We need to love our kids, give them attention, you know, play with them and and sometimes we need to rest, of course, and, and do that. But, you know, I, I watched the sermon a couple years ago, and they said the average time that a father spends with their kids is like seven seconds. Now that's, you know, everybody, Christians and non-Christians. But I was just blown away by that stat. You know, dads leave early, they get home late, they work a lot. They're focused on themselves and, and how much they want to progress in this life. And they're not focused on others. You can say yes to calling a friend, not just to sit, like, just because they're in need, but just call a friend. And say, hey, you know, dude, I, I'm just praying for you. I'm thinking of you. I just want to let you know that. You know, or or text message. You can ask the church how to get involved, how to help. You can get involved in other people's lives too as you're growing with people at your church and saying, hey, like. I just want to go to coffee, or I just want to go to lunch, or I want to go play a round of golf, or I want to do this. Getting in other people's lives so that we're accountable and and growing together in Christ, that's what the church is all about, and how we do that is together. And of course, you know, read the Bible, pray, those things with God every single day, that's how we learn to love, is that love first comes from us, he first taught us how to love. And then... Um, addition to what I was saying earlier about giving, we learn to give, whether it be money or time. You know, our our world is very much hoarders in a way, and so if you can learn to give, and and you know, release yourself of things and money and and not feel reliant on that, man, that's a great way to put others first. So I want you to chip away at these things. Pray for opportunities from God, and and pray for the vision to see them as God lays them before you. Because they don't always come and and we get in this cyclical routine every single week. And routine is great, but when the routine is feels wandering or purposeless, um, that could really weigh on us. And we, we, we snowball sometimes into sin where it starts off small and, and then all of a sudden we're not exhibiting these things that Paul is talking about patience, kindness, rejoicing in the truth. You know, we're we're being arrogant and rude and irritable and, and boasting. So I want to encourage you on that this week. I hope that can help with some application. Um, I know it's going to help me just even studying this, just thinking about the things that I lack and the areas that I need to work on. So if you haven't memorized this, I'd continue to repeat it. And, and listen to some of these podcasts, because I, I believe there's some really great things that people said out there that I've gathered and and put to put in these podcasts. And I just want to encourage you to do that and continue to put it on note cards or put it on your phone background or recite it out loud again with our 15 to 20 second verse episode that we share at the beginning of the week. And if you wish to contact me, if you got a story about this, um, about love and loving people, or, or if you have a comment or, or a question, you can email me at ideamailbag at gmail.com. That's ideamailbag at gmail.com. And remember to like and comment and subscribe, rate, review on wherever you listen to this podcast. It takes about 10 seconds to do that, at the most maybe, um, <laughs> maybe a little longer, but it truly impacts our show. It helps us get the reach out there. So I would encourage you to do that. I'd appreciate it very much. And we're going to say our memory verse one more time just all the way through, and we're going to wrap it up for today. So here we go. It's 1 Corinthians thirteen four through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoings, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. All right. Amazing work this week, everyone. I hope that really helps you guys. And until next time, continue to put on the mind of Christ.